Kalen's Coffee Talk is a CastBox original produced alongside with Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all of your favorite podcasts. Now, obviously, you can listen to my coffee talks wherever you get your podcasts, but I hope that you'll give CastBox a try because I think it's the bee's knees. So with that, pour yourself a cup and let's get to it. Promise me that you will not spend so much time treading water and trying to keep your head above water that you forget, truly forget, how much you have always loved to swim. Tyler, not Gregson. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to the next Coffee Talk podcast episode. For today, we're going to be talking about overwhelm for a number of reasons, actually, but mostly because overwhelm is one of the feelings that I probably would say I had been feeling most these last few weeks. Not just in a bad way, I would say also in the best of ways, but just in general, it has definitely been a mood. And I figured, why not turn it into a podcast episode and talk about it and even ask you guys to send me some of your overwhelm-related questions, just basic things you wanted me to answer so that we could dive into this topic and perhaps maybe shed some light on it together. Also, I am currently drinking water because it's later in the afternoon than I usually record these, but that said, this morning's coffee was just a good old homemade French press with some unsweetened vanilla almond milk. I'm trying to get back to my normal routine this week, so I have been super diligent to go out and like get all the things to make coffee at home and try and really crunch down on things like my budget and just all of that. So my coffee was the good old classic, bringing it back to the basics. And to be honest, it was actually a lot better than I remembered. I was thinking that giving up my daily Starbucks routine that I've been in lately was going to be a bit more of a struggle, but... Honestly, I I just love coffee. I think that's what it is. I can drink it plain at this point and it's still magical to me. Anyways, now that we've dipped off topic about coffee, let's bring it on back to overwhelm. So like I mentioned these last few weeks, it's been a great thing, but it's also been a bit of a struggle of mine that overwhelm has been basically, I would say the main mood or the main feeling that has been taking over me unconsciously. So why exactly was I overwhelmed? Well, I would say that I am somebody that tends to, I guess, well, I work alone for one, but I tend to spend a great deal of my time in my own company. Most of that is, like I said, because I work alone, but also because my nights and weekends are often filled with just basically trying to work on projects to get ahead or hang out with my roommate or hang out with like my close-knit group of friends. Like it's never been one to be I I don't know. My lifestyle has never been one to be like super busy, has to be here at this time, there at that time, and so on and so forth. So when I say that I've been a little bit more overwhelmed than usual, it's been in a good way solely because the things that have been taking up a great deal of my time have been really cool, just like experiences and memories that I'm going to cherish forever, like my birthday and like Iceland and traveling to New York. I've just been basically jumping around the planet, but at the same time, it also triggered this sense of overwhelm in me because I knew that there were a lot of things that I wanted to be focusing on and a lot of things that I needed to give my energy to, but because I was basically trying to do too many things at once, there was this bit of overwhelm that started circling around the things that I knew would be getting done as soon as I got home, but still it felt like they were almost hanging above my head. And I started to feel really guilty about it. I started to feel kind of guilty about 
knowing that I wasn't able to get a lot of the things done that I needed to get done until I was home. And also just knowing that I didn't really know how to address the topic and I didn't really know how to address my own overwhelm about the topic so that I could come up with a better solution to actually enjoy what was going on in my life and not just wait basically to not feel anxious anymore. The thing about feeling guilty when you're overwhelmed is that Feeling guilty is only going to leave you feeling worse. It's going to leave you feeling more defeated. And then it's going to leave you feeling like you just want to give up or ultimately start over. And those kind of mini pitfalls that we go through, sometimes we go through them more often than not, but those little mini rock bottoms that aren't actually rock bottom, but your mind kind of tricks you into feeling like it's rock bottom, those take so much longer to rebuild our self-confidence from than it does to just try our hardest to basically zone in on why we're feeling overwhelmed and find a way to fix it in the moment rather than letting it fester and fester and take over us all at once. It's weird because I know that for me anyways, when I feel super overwhelmed, I almost psych myself out because even though there is a lot going on at once, it's not all happening at once. It's not all demanding my attention right at that moment. I'm not having, you know, 20 people standing right physically in front of me saying, hi, I need this from you, or hi, I'm waiting for this, or hi, can you give me an answer to this? It's just the matter of knowing that there are people waiting or knowing that there are deadlines or even just things coming up. They might not even be deadlines past due. They might be deadlines that are just in the near future, but knowing that they're coming, it's almost like I start to psych myself into thinking like, holy crap, this is all way too much. And then I'm like a deer in the headlights. One bad thing makes me think of two bad things. And then I'm thinking of three bad things going wrong. And then all of a sudden, everything feels like it's either going too fast, out of my control, or completely wrong in general. And then this lack of control causes us to seek out comforts. We end up giving up. We end up procrastinating. We end up letting bad habits trickle in, poor judgment, or you know, just more self-doubt because that's what all of these things are. We give up when we doubt ourselves. We procrastinate when we doubt our abilities. We let bad habits trickle in when we think or doubt who we are as good people. And we choose bad decisions or make poor judgments when we doubt that we're willing or we're capable of doing better for ourselves. So all of it really stems to just more self-doubt, which then creates more overwhelm to form new problems to fix that Don't even have to exist if we could just, you know, fix the overwhelm. Are you following? I hope I'm not getting too lost. So bringing it back, okay? We spun out of control a little bit there. Maybe I just got overwhelmed. But I basically ended up asking myself, okay, what can I do about this? Last year, I had made this list in my journal of things that I do have control over. And for some reason, that popped into my mind when I thought, what can I do? I decided to rewrite this list in my journal this year because even though it's primarily the same thing as it was last year, I still feel like I've learned a lot and grown a lot as a person in that time. And so I just wanted to basically see what my intuition or what would just, I guess, boil onto the page without really thinking about it. Like, what do I have control over? Feeling yourself own your power like that with each item that you'll write down on that list, it makes you realize how much you can truly affect a certain amount of your success and happiness in a day. It doesn't make your problems go away, but it does pretty much put them into perspective and gives you almost like a sense of inspiration to start tackling the things that you can take action on right now and stop 
obsessing or thinking about the things that you can't. And my biggest piece of advice if you're going to start this list is to start small. You can't try and fix everything in one day. You need to prioritize or completely start fresh and from the bottom and build your way back up into momentum. If you were to ask yourself what is overwhelming you and if you were to ask yourself now what do you have control over, you're given basically a starter package for how to start feeling a lot better and a lot more capable and competent in your life. You can either do this on or in your bullet journal, on paper, journal just out the things yourself, use a day planner. I basically took a sheet of paper and wrote down all the things that were bothering me just to get them out on one side. And then I crossed off the ones that weren't actually problems, but were more so emotional reactions. Because a lot of the times too, when we feel overwhelmed, it's more so our perception of how things are going that is tricking us into thinking that it's more overwhelming than it really is. If you boil it down and you ask yourself, what is actually bothering me? It could be, I feel like, or I think like. You might write, I feel, or I think, but those are more so emotional problems. Those are not tangible, fixable problems or If they are, they're usually like, okay, go ask this answer or go find or seek, you know, what you need to know to not think or feel, but to actually have tangible evidence and an action item that you can move forward with. If you were to take all of the problems and ask yourself, what can I do about this? If there's nothing you can do, then it's a clear indication that we have to change our perception of this problem. And if there is something you can do, then see where you can plan it into your day. Like realistically open up your planner and put that in. Even if it's something as simple as like research the proper groceries to get just so you can start being the type of person that cooks more at home. Like that is still a tangible action item that's going to get you one step closer to feeling less overwhelmed by your problems and more in control of solving them. After I do this, I normally like to switch up my routines. And this is why I know that it's super kind of, I guess, redundant to do routine videos all the time. But the reason why I always come back to filming morning routines and night routines and weekend routines and fitness routines is because I'm always changing up my routines. I don't think that one formula, no matter how long it works for me, is around for good solely just because I know that not even just who I am as a person, but I tend to believe that most of us as human beings need to keep things fresh. We need to keep things changing up and we need to keep challenging ourselves in order to basically redeem the same sense of fulfillment within ourselves. And recently I've been trying to fall more in love with you know, the process or the risk rather than the reward. And so it's making me I guess more able to stick to my habits longer than usual, but in all reality, anytime I feel like I have to start fresh or I've been super overwhelmed and I'm almost kind of giving myself a clean slate to start building back up the momentum I need to get back into the groove that I want to be in, I always try and switch up my routines a little bit. Just as simple as doing my yoga before my meditation or eating my breakfast before my workout or drinking my coffee an hour after I've woken up and taking Bentley on a walk earlier in the morning. Just little things like this are ways to kind of give yourself a new anchor or a new focus or a fresh perspective of looking at your life while you're still doing and accomplishing the same things. And if you're looking for something that you want to put into your routine that's going to help better you along the way, for instance, I know that a lot of my focus and my goals right now are work-related, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to meditate. If anything, meditating, which is in all reality like a personal goal of mine, 
It is something that even though it is a personal goal, by meditating, I set myself up to have a better mindset and a better support system for myself going into my day. So doing little things like meditating and choosing these things that I do have control over, like how much time I meditate, whether or not I choose to wake up early enough to meditate. These are things that start making me feel more competent and make me feel more in control of my life and thus puts a little bit more of that overwhelm at bay. So That's basically where I've been at with the whole overwhelm in my own life. Now, I ended up asking you guys on Twitter, and I'm going to spend basically the second half of this podcast episode answering your guys' specific questions on more, I guess, circumstantial overwhelm. So if you guys want to hear those, then just stick around. But really quick, I'm going to leave you guys with a message from the podcast sponsors that brought you guys today's episode. Okay, so like I mentioned, I ended up taking to Twitter and asking you guys to give me your specific questions or topics you wanted to touch on in terms of overwhelm. And I picked three of yours that we're going to go through today, and I'm going to answer basically what you asked. The first one is by Michaela Taylor, and she wants to know how to not feel completely lost and suffocated by overwhelm, especially in a time when you're faced with a lot of change and uncertainty. So my advice to this would be to find an anchor of something you enjoy and have control over, kind of like what we were just talking about. There are times that reading books have really helped me through some of the worst, like literal times of my life. The books didn't really necessarily take away the horrible things that were going on or the confusing things that were happening, but they were like a bright light to my overall cloudier days. They were something that I chose to be into and to allow to take form in my life, and they gave me a place to go when everything else felt like too much. An example in particular, okay, the Divergent series, that series, I was so like in over my head obsessed with Divergent solely because those books were like the little sanctuary that kept pulling me away every time I was basically visiting my papa in the hospital the days leading up to him passing away. Now those days were days that growing up were some of the worst and most feared days of my life. You know then there's just like people that you love in your life and you know I guess as you get older that death is just inevitable and it happens to all of us, but it also means that it's going to happen to some of them sooner than it's going to happen to most. That was a feeling that I always feared about when I thought about my papa growing up. And so when the day finally came that we just kind of all knew he wasn't going to get any better, I didn't know what I wanted to do with that feeling. Like I felt so overwhelmed and I knew it was something I had no control over. And so even though, like I said, the problems didn't go away, I wasn't able to fix that problem. I could basically only sit with it and let it happen. I chose to, in my free time, devote, I guess, my mind or the little bit of focus or energy I did have that helped me escape from that feeling, that dreading I'm out of control of this feeling by getting really into books and reading. But it doesn't have to be books and reading. You could be into journaling. You could be into photography, yoga, cooking, baking, painting, music, video games, crafts, DIY projects, or any other goal or hobby that you're already doing on your own. Just anything that is going to basically be a passion for you or a release for you as long as it's I mean, quote unquote, you know, not hurting anybody else. I I feel like I need to just disclaim that really quick. But realistically, any kind of hobby or goal that's going to give you even just a little piece of peace in the day, like 
anything of that sort is what I would choose to focus on, especially during those times of a lot of change and a lot of uncertainty. So Aaron or Crew Coffee wants to know how to balance your life with work versus personal life. I just recently in my own life felt this sense of overwhelm. So I feel like if you follow my Instagram or my YouTube or anything else in my personal life, then you might already know that I've recently started dating somebody new. And being that this person lives far away from me, the minute that we have time together, it's far too easy for me to want to just basically soak up every single minute I have with them and like to my own fault. I don't think I've ever been very good at balancing my work life and my personal life because doing things that are more personal oriented than work oriented tends to come with like a sense of guilt. I feel like not just for me, but in our society, like I think that we're seeing basically ingrained into our minds to grind, grind, grind and work hard. And you do see like some parts of the world or some people in the world just sharing like personal life and sharing the people they love and their ease and peace and grace as they just drift through life. But most of the times when you sign on to social media, it's like a hustle. Everybody is promoting this crazy hustle that we shouldn't have time for, you know, falling in love and like we shouldn't have time for doing things that we love and want to do. We only have the time to hustle. We only have the time to grind it out and focus. And so I think that that has become a mood or kind of like a sensationalized idea amongst our society in today's world. And for that reason, we kind of instantly feel a little bit of guilt, might I say, anytime we choose to basically take some time for our personal life. I think that being ambitious and having dreams is so important. I would never want to take away the side of ourselves that is basically driving to reach for the stars and to push ourselves to work for our hardest because I think that that comes from a sense of passion and passion comes from a sense of duty, like almost like something you need to do while you're here on this earth. And I think that that is so, so important. But I also do think that we should sharpen the tool that lets us know when it's okay to pack it in for the day or even just for a few days and when it's also time to just have at her and go hard. I mean, I can only speak what rings true for me. And as of recently, something that I've been trying to do is somewhat of a 70-30 split amongst my week and my days. By this, I mean during the week, Monday to Thursdays, I put most of my focus and attention on the habits that make me successful, the dreams that I'm trying to chase, and the dedication that it takes to go after those dreams. And then come Friday to Sunday, I usually allow myself to slow life down a little bit. I get more of my favorite foods. I chew them slower and in the company of other people. I sleep in. I devote my night to a movie or on the couch or maybe like a self-care Sunday gisting. And this balance, it makes my personal life to work life balance feel so much more at ease without overcomplicating things. Now, when trips come up or things kind of change, that is normally, or I guess right now where I'm working on being a little bit more lenient with myself, like I can't always be doing that routine, but that routine right now has been one that I have found the most sense of comfort and ease within my life. So that is basically how I've been working on balancing my work life and my personal life. It's still always and probably will be a bit of a struggle because nothing will ever be so black and white. But I think that when you are disciplined enough and you stick to things enough, and like I said, you almost fall in love with like the risk or the process of your life rather than the rewards of your life, then the rewards kind of come more easily. And I think that they also come with a lot less guilt. So last but not least, Kadinka. I am so sorry if I mispronounced your Twitter handle. It's K-H-A-D-I-G-A. But she wants to know what to do when you feel overwhelmed that you don't have the energy to be productive or to do anything. 
So my question instantly when I feel like I don't have the energy is why don't you have the energy? That is something that I'll try and even just sit down. I don't have to like do my whole meditation routine or whatever, but even just closing my eyes wherever I am and just being like, why don't I feel like I have the energy right now? And where do I feel tired? Like where do I feel most tired within? Just take a minute, close your eyes and actually feel the answer. Try not to think the answer. Are you tired in your eyes? Are you tired in your temples? To me, usually when I feel a little bit of tightness or tiredness or dryness around like my eyes and my temples, I like to think that that's kind of a sign that my mind is tired, that I've been maybe scrolling for too long, talking too long, exerting, writing, solving, surfing, learning for too long today. And that's normally where I start to feel most tired when my brain just feels like it's been going on overdrive for too long within the day. When I'm tired in my limbs, like my body kind of feels heavier than usual or I don't have like that peppy energy to just jump up and like even just the way that I go up the stairs, I'll notice instantly like boom, my body is tired. Maybe it's from exercising, running around or doing a lot of travel or movement, but instantly I know that it might be time to take a nap or drink some water or just take the rest of the day a little easier. Are you tired in like your chest or heart area? Now by that, I mean like when you close your eyes and you're like, where do I feel tired? You almost have this like weird I would say tightness in your chest. And that is kind of where I sense my overwhelm. To me, that is usually a sign that my energy is overwhelmed or my energy is tired. Maybe I've been surrounded by negative energy or my atmosphere is draining me or there's something bigger weighing heavily on my mind, kind of like when I said those clouds felt like they were just like weighing above me. And even though I was enjoying myself, I also just was constantly thinking about all these things that I felt like were waiting. That is normally how I can tell that my energy is tired or my energy is overwhelmed. So when I feel tired in my mind, I like to take a break. I go for a walk, I get some fresh air or I try and do some mindless things, you know what I mean? Like anything that I can do that I'm just enjoying without having to think about it, even like watching TV or a favorite movie sometimes. When I'm tired of my body, I will take like a 20 to 30 minute nap, maybe do some light stretching, like I said, drink some water or some juice to get a kickstart. I also will admit to you guys, I totally will drink a coffee when I feel my body is tired, but it is something that I've recently becoming a bit more aware of because I also... I don't know. I love coffee and I will never give my love of coffee up. But I also think that making it, I guess, my first thing that I reach for when my body's tired is not necessarily what I want to keep as a main priority in my life solely because I think that there are better options like napping and drinking water and drinking juice. So maybe that's like a habit we can all work on together. I don't know. But realistically, I'll probably make another coffee after this podcast. And when I feel basically tired in my energy, I like to take just deep breaths, ask myself what I can do to fix my surroundings or change them. I like to try and count my blessings if I find that I'm really stuck in some weird energy or I try and find some new inspiration in my surroundings, like in that moment. It could be something as simple as, oh, I feel inspired by the fact that Oh, Bentley, like I haven't paid enough attention or put my focus or my consciousness on Bentley. And right now I'm choosing to do so. So in doing so, I'm realizing how lucky and grateful I am to have this little pooch in my life. And suddenly I'm feeling inspired to do better for him. You know what I mean? Thus, giving yourself a little bit more of a sense of control over your life and a little less of a sense of of overwhelm. I know that feeling overwhelmed is never easy. I know that I've been feeling it a lot recently too. So if you have been relating to this, 
Just know that pushing through it is definitely not always the answer. I'm still basically sifting my way through feeling this overwhelming kind of just dealing with that overwhelm, I guess, myself, but I'm confident that we can all figure it out if we just take things one freaking breath at a time. And with that, I hope you guys enjoyed today's Coffee Talk podcast episode. Feel free to follow my Twitter and my Instagram if you guys ever want to bring in your questions. I feel like I really liked how this total episode just basically played out. So I'm thinking of making the whole Twitter or Instagram questions a thing for most of the podcast episodes now because it also gives me more intel on what you guys really want to hear about specifically. And aside from that, I hope you guys are all having a wonderful day and I'll talk to you guys all next week. Bye, guys.